0: Hey guys! Welcome back to Monday Morning Espresso. This is Gabby. I hope you're doing so great today. Um, it's the weekend right now actually as I'm recording this podcast and my family and I have just been having a relaxed day together. Um, we went to Target and took advantage of the tax-free day here in Dallas which is super cool um, and now my kids are napping. And I wanted to be able to make sure I got a podcast in for Monday. So here we are. Uh This past week, um since it seems to me that I just do an update <laughs> every week, Uh this past week was my birthday. I turned 33 on Thursday, which for some reason seems really old to me. Why does 33 sound so much older than 32? I don't know. But if you've been keeping up on gobbyruth.com, you will have seen that I wrote a couple blog posts this week, and one of them was entitled 33, um, and it's just kind of a reflection on what 33 means to me, because somehow it feels significant. Maybe because I am in this daily awareness that the Lord is doing something in my life, and it's, it's uncomfortable and it's new and it's unexpected, but I know it's the Lord. Um, I haven't been in this like nine to five place of working that was a place I enjoyed, but it just didn't give me the capacity to really be thinking into This depths of my life. So I've been going really deep into my heart the past couple of weeks. Um, you've probably noticed that, but 33, that blog post was a reflection of kind of everything that I'm thinking about this year. It hit me maybe a month ago that Jesus died when he was 33. And I don't know why that got me really depressed. And I turned to my friend in church and I said, this is the age that Jesus died. And she was kind of like, hello, it's the day, it's the age that he rose again. So that's kind of where that whole blog post sprung from was that concept of it's when he died and it's when he rose. And how I felt like last year was a year of crucifixion in a lot of ways for me And how this year I feel is a year of resurrection, but that I have kind of a tempered idea of what resurrection means. And while, yes, it's a miracle and yes, it's amazing that somehow with resurrection, like after he was resurrected was when Jesus had to look forward into what it means for this church to thrive and what it's going to be like for his body here on earth, um, and I think things became harder in some ways because he commissioned his people to suffer. He commissioned his his own heart to continue to suffer with us as we work and strive to just see his kingdom come and his will be done on this broken, fallen earth until the day that he returns. So it's a beautiful tempered reality like gold. You know how gold has to be refined by fire. I feel like that's what resurrection looks like. So this year my word is resurrection for the year of 33 Um, and I just have kind of this beautiful holy feeling in the depth of my soul of what that means. So we'll see what happens Um, but it's good and it's Jesus. Um, Another thing that I have really been thinking about this past week. Um, as you know, last week's episode was called entrusted and we talked about the gift that God places on our lives and how that is what we've been put on earth to use. Like our entrustment is the reason why we're on this planet. So this week again, I've been digging into the Passion Translation of 1st Timothy and last Monday I ran across this Verse, and I wanted to share it with all of you. Um, it's actually three verses, so be patient with me as I read through this. It's First Timothy, actually chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Don't minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life, for it was imparted to you by the laying on of hands of the elders and was activated through the prophecy they spoke over you make all of this your constant meditation and make it real with your life so everyone you can so everyone can see that you are moving forward give careful attention to your spiritual life and every cherished truth you teach for living what you preach will then release even more abundant life inside you and to all those who listen to you i love this so much i had First Timothy 4.14 written on my wrist this week. Sometimes I put a verse reference on my wrist when it's just something I'm like, I need to remember this all day, all week, (laughs) because it's right there in front of my face, and it reminds me in the middle of, you know, the humdrum of daily life. This is what this is about. So let's start with this don't minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life. This goes hand in hand with the entrustment that we were talking about last week. But for me, it really kind of made me introspective this week to ask the Lord, like, what is the gift that operates in my life? And I do feel like this deep urgency now to not minimize it anymore. I think for a while I have been content with, um, just being and doing whoever and whatever the people around me need, which was a good and beautiful season. But in this season, the Lord is really challenging me to look at the gift and the gifts that He's given to me and to take them really seriously and to take myself seriously in them. So this don't minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life is what I've been thinking about along those lines. So even with my writing, you guys, um, with this new website launch, that's just an act of obedience that goes along with this. I really do feel like the Lord has given me a voice and he has given me a special way to um share that voice. And he's also just walked with me so intimately for all of these years. And I think sometimes I've taken that for granted that maybe not everyone has that kind of intimate depth of experience with the Lord and I feel humbled and grateful for the opportunity and if I can use my gifts to um, release that opportunity onto other people, then yes, God, like use me in that way. So that's one of the gifts. There are lots of gifts that I have been thinking about, but that's the one that's right at the forefront right now. Um But it also talks about this laying on of hands of the elders, that gift that was activated through the prophecy they spoke over you. So I have been thinking, trying to think back and remember all the different times in my life that a word was spoken over me, a prayer was spoken over me, someone laid hands on me, and I'm still praying that the Lord would bring some of those things to remembrance because I think that will bring me some clarity as far as what it is that I am called and gifted to do. Um, but there have been a few things that I was like, oh yeah, this is good. Like, I needed to remember that this is what was spoken over my life and just cling to that. So if you have any words that have been spoken over you by the Lord or by a pastor or prayed over you, I would recommend going back and just looking at that and remembering and realizing that with that, a gift was activated in your heart. Um, but then it goes on, he goes on to say like, make it real with your life. Um, Give careful attention to your spiritual life and every truth you teach for living what you preach will then release even more abundant life inside you. And this can be a challenge, I think, um, for especially wordsmiths like me, because we are able to articulate what we know in our minds to be true. But then when we're challenged at the same time to live it out so that You know, it's a reality in our lives and that truth that we know becomes the abundant wellspring of life in our hearts. Um, as well as a true example to the people around us, like that's where the challenge comes. That's where the rubber meets the road. So this week, I just was laughing with my husband when I was telling him about this verse because this past week I wrote about Two blogs, um, the 33 blog, which I already told you about, and the other one was called, Let Us No More Fear Our Crosses, which was inspired by a Mother Teresa quote, actually, which I'll read to you in a minute. But basically, to no longer fear those things that we're called to carry, those moments of suffering or those seasons of pain, to not fear them, but in fact, to embrace them because that is where we become more like Christ. And I wrote that this week. I wrote about the resurrection this week and um how I tempered that with, like, the reality of what that means. And then I've been really actually in my daily life with some situations going on, I have been challenged by the Lord to live it out. <laughs> it's just kind of, I guess I should expect that. Um, that if I write about crosses, I'm going to need to carry my own crosses and really live it out because if I just write about it, that's okay. But people know me and my kids know me and I know me and my husband knows me and that they know if I'm actually, um, living that out. So that this whole segment of this scripture just really kind of undid me this week. It's my commission to Not minimize the gift. And sometimes as Christians, I think we're tempted to not say, I'm really gifted in this area because we're told to be humble and we're told to be, um, I don't know, sometimes even self-deprecating because it just is humility, but true humility isn't minimizing your gifts. It isn't minimizing who you are. True humility is actually just surrendering everything to Jesus and letting Him work through those gifts because He gave them to you anyway. So for me this week, it has just, uh, in some conversations, I have had to bring it up. Like, this is what I'm called to do and I can't just minimize that calling on my life anymore because that actually breaks the heart of Christ. If I don't take this seriously, um, And even for me to take seriously the writing that I'm doing, because all of the sudden I feel like I have permission and capacity and a path ahead of me to use the writing gift at a really whole new, broken, wide open, soul bearing level. And it's good. Like It's really good. And um, I think as Christians, it's important for us to recognize that we shouldn't be self-deprecating about the gifts that we've been given. In fact, we, as we surrender them to Christ, we need to make them fully ab- available to the body of Christ because the gift is for that purpose. So that's what I'm trying to do. I hope that all makes sense (laughs) to you guys. Let me read this quote. If you see my blog post, then you'll see the quote in there too, of course. Um, But it's so beautiful that I wanted to share it everywhere that I can. I shared it on Instagram first, and then I shared it in my blog. And now I would like to share it with you, my dear podcast friends. This is the quote by Mother Teresa. She says, Before, crosses used to frighten me. I used to get goosebumps at the thought of suffering, but now I embrace suffering even before it actually comes. And like this, Jesus and I live in love. Isn't that beautiful? Don't you want to say Jesus and I live in love? Well, to love him is to know him, and to know him is to become like him, and to become like him is to fellowship in his sufferings. So I'll ponder that this week. Go ahead and check out the blogs if you'd like. Um, I have read them several days after I've written them and was moved. <laughs> um, so thankful that the Lord is giving me a message. And it's even something that when I go back a few hours or a few days later, just puts a spark back in my soul, some grit and tenacity in my veins to keep moving forward stay posted here. Uh, lots more to come. And I hope that your dream journey is going well, that the Lord is speaking words of wisdom and knowledge to you, that you have comfort in your soul, that you're loving the people in your world because living in love is just everything. And that's also something I've been reminded of this week as some people have loved me really, really well. So thank you to those people. You know who you are. Um, I look forward to just continuing on this journey with you. Next week should be another fun adventure, so let's do this together. Love you guys. Have a great week.